Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their stilettos. And I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, but since you're already here, make sure you subscribe. I just wanted to take a quick second to thank the people that are giving us their feedback and leaving the reviews on iTunes for us to know what it is that you're really enjoying about the show. And today I'm going to read a review from Breeze Buzz is the name. (laughs) And her review says the show, she gave us five stars and says a rare gem. Listening to McKinney's podcast is like having lunch with your girlfriends. It's real and enlightening, yet also comforting to hear about a whole host of women's journeys. Whenever I need a moment of relief or a laugh, I am happy to turn on a Walk in My Stilettos podcast, even if I'm rocking my sneaks. Thank you for all that you do, McKinney. Thank you so much, Bree, for your review. So let's jump right in. Today, we have a special treat for you. Today's guest, her name is Monique Bryan. She is a brand strategist and coach. I consider her to be a complete warrior. She's won a major battle. She is a stage three breast cancer survivor. And Monique has been featured on Entrepreneur Magazine, Bustle, and more. Please welcome to the show, Monique Bryan. Hi. (laughs) Hey, girl. What's up, Makiti? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to share your story with us. Thank you for having me. I just love that uh, review that you just read. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. People (laughs) love what you're doing. People love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just really enjoy sharing all of your stories because I know how much it inspires me. And I know that there are so many women out here that will be touched by it and gain some really valuable jewels from just hearing your wisdom and how you've gotten through your adversity. So thank you so much for coming on and and being a part of a part of the platform. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm excited. So Good. Me too. Me too. So I love to start the show with an icebreaker question because I feel like oftentimes, you know, when we do these features, we hear about all the different accolades and the different hats that women wear and all these great things, which I think is amazing. But I think that a title that doesn't get enough recognition is our name. Mm. We are called our names so many different times a day and our names have meanings and it often reflects who we are as a person, who we end up becoming. So my question to you, Monique, is do you know what your name means? I actually do. I I was like, I was like, oh my God, I know the answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I had a friend who was a jewelry designer and her company was called Name. And it was literally building pieces around what your name meant. So I was so intrigued. And Monique actually means advisor. Love it. And I happen to be a coach. And I didn't start See, as a look coach. At that. Look I at that. know. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was meant to be. Um, so yes, I love that love question. It. Love it. Love it. So what did you want to be when you were a little girl? A fashion designer. A hundred percent. I was either going to be a fashion designer or a journalist. Um, 
I started drawing when I was really young. At the, as soon as I discovered Jeannie Becker on fashion television, that was huge for me. I was tape recording all of it on VHS, saving the tape. My mom threw all the tapes out. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any of it. Um, I would, I had millions of fashion magazines and I just wanted to travel and go on runways and shop and buy things and make things. So that's what I ended up doing. I went to school for fashion design. Uh, I got a bachelor's in design and I went to work in the industry for 10 years. Nice. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not everybody gets to be what they say they want to be when they're a kid. So it's interesting that I was like, no, this is it. <laughs> and I love that. I was going to say, like, so you actually went through with it and decided to be that, which is beautiful. Like so many women that I talk to, what they wanted to be when they're a little girl doesn't always translate into who they are today. And some of them, whatever they wanted to be when they're a little girl, you know, they went into different ventures and took on different opportunities, but it kind of sculpted in the end who they became so I think that's interesting I kind of want to get right into I guess the meat of things the because juice. <laughs> the juice <laughs> I went straight into your adversities here because your story inspires me to a different level like I think when I first saw how you decided to deal with it I didn't even know you personally at that point we were just connected through social media and mm. it made me emotional and then to watch where you are today, how you've taken that, how you've transitioned, like you inspire me a great deal. You probably don't even realize, but Thank I want to jump in. You're welcome. I, I want to jump straight into your story of being diagnosed with cancer and how you reacted to it and what you did with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so funny because I think I, I was saying this the other day when I was speaking on a panel, I was like, sometimes I feel like it happened to somebody else. And I kind of just watched it happen because mm -hmm. um, it's like so much can happen when we go through traumatic experiences, like a lot happens in a short period of time and you think you may not come out of this. It's that bad. Mm -hmm. But then once you do, it's almost like you're like, wow, did that happen? Mm -hmm. No, you know, so when I was uh, I was diagnosed two years ago, I um, was giving myself an impromptu breast exam. Because, I mean, what else would you be doing? Um, no, like, when I was really young, I was watching, um, you know, the show Beverly Hills 90210. Yep. I was obsessed. I was 10 years old, not supposed to be watching the show because it was too adult. And Brenda and Kelly were giving themselves these breast exams because they found an article in a Cosmo magazine. And Brenda ends up finding a lump. She doesn't have cancer. But the entire episode was so traumatizing for my 10-year-old mind that I was checking my breasts for the next 20 years. Wow. So... Two years ago, when I'm sitting watching Netflix with my husband, I decided to give myself an impromptu breast exam. And I find this lump um, near my collarbone and it didn't hurt, it didn't move. It was so faint, I thought it was maybe a pulled muscle. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hmm, honey, you know, what do you, what do you think this, what do you think about this thing? He's like, no, I don't know. He's like, that's weird. He's like, you should probably get it checked. And I just looked at him like, really? And he's like, well, you know, just be safe, peace of mind and whatnot. I go to the doctor, same thing. He's like, it's probably nothing, but we'll do some tests to make sure. And within three weeks, two mammograms, two MRI, one MRI and two ultrasounds and a biopsy. And they were like, yeah, you have stage three breast cancer. And it wow. spread to your lymph nodes. And I was like, you're crazy. I feel fine. You have cancer. 
get wow. out of my face. <laughs> I was wow. like, in denial. I was like, are you crazy? I am the healthiest person all of my friends know. You're like, I, it was such a shock to say the least. It's like, you know, I just felt like I was doing everything right up until that point. I was mm-hmm. very ignorant to who gets cancer, what cancer means, how to prevent it, all of those things. I really just thought people who got cancer caused their own cancer. That's what I said wow. to myself. So I was walking around in the world, you wow. know, oh, they must be super stressed. They got cancer. Oh, they must be a smoker. They must be a meat eater. Like seriously on my soapbox that I got kicked off of so quick that I think was necessary, first of all. And it totally opened my eyes to the empathetic place I needed to be coming from, first of all, with all of humanity, but also Mm -hmm. just realizing the next healthy day isn't promised. And what am I going to do from this point forward? Because as you know, like things will happen and it moves us into that next piece of our life. But if nothing happens, a lot of us don't do shit. Yeah, we're just yep. like someday, one day, I'll do the thing. I'll quit the job. I'll find the guy. I'll find the girl. One day, I'll take the trip. One day, I feel like that that mindset. It's we take for granted what we have, but we have the audacity to feel like tomorrow is promised to us. You know, when we procrastinate, it's like us mm-hmm. saying, "I have, I have more time here. I, I'm not concerned. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to do it right now." I love that you said that. I never thought about the procrastination piece that way, but it's true. It's like we have the audacity to say tomorrow I will open my eyes mm-hmm. and do this again. Yeah, that's really deep. It, it's so I I got a new zest craving for life um, from that experience. I spent the next nine months in recovery. I did eight rounds of chemo. I had surgery, a lumpectomy surgery. I got an infection from the surgery which left me with um, carrying a mini vacuum attached to my boob for two months. That was wow. an interesting fashion fashion choice and wow. uh, <laughs> that I had to hide in my bra. And it was funny because I remember like we, me and my husband really love to go to the movies, but the vacuum is always going and you don't know when it's going to be making noise and you'd be in the movies and it'd be like, rah, 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 rah. I was like, oh, oh wow. we, have to, we have to get it. He's like, just put your coat over it. Put your coat on it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> At the time, it was not funny. But now I look back, I'm like, that was funny. Um, and then I had uh, 21 rounds of radiation. And before I was even finished, I was like ready to go like full throttle into building the business I was meant to build, helping the women I was meant to help. Um, yeah, there was just like no more waiting. Wow. I had like- no more waiting. You, you immediately took your experience and you used that to inspire others. What, what was going through your mind when you decided to do that? Well, I was very lucky in that I was in a coaching program to be a coach when I was diagnosed. So I was around a lot of powerful people. Um, mm-hmm. who I consider powerful people in who they are. And I had a head coach. Her name was Audrey. And she was there with me through before I, as soon as I found the lump. So when I was sitting in the doctor's office saying, okay, I'm going to go find out, you know, my husband was there too, but Audrey had a different, you know, coaches speak to coaches differently. It's a different skill set. So when I was diagnosed, she became my unofficial cancer coach. And, you know, she's like, you're going to call me every day. 
to take talk you out of the talk you out of that crazy place called your mind because this isn't going to take you out mm-hmm. it's not taking you out you get to decide how this goes and she said the only ask I have is that one day you pay this forward wow. and I was like I don't know how I could okay fine let's do this and I didn't realize how many people I would meet through going through cancer, their own cancer journey or having a loved one go through it, how alone everybody was. Mm -hmm. I took for granted the amount of friends I have, the support system I have in my family, like people who would come and do my laundry for me. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't clean. I couldn't cook. I could do, I could sleep. I couldn't walk up the stairs. I couldn't do anything. I, I never took for granted the spouse that I have. He is my rock. He is like everything. But Mm -hmm. I sometimes forget other people don't have that. You getting married doesn't automatically mean you've got a partner. It doesn't mean it. No, it doesn't mean that they're going to be your partner. They're supposed to be your partner, but it doesn't mean that that's what they have. And I would speak to women, women I still haven't met to this day who would find me on Facebook and find me on through my blog and be like, my husband doesn't understand. He doesn't mm-hmm. get why I don't want to go out. He doesn't get why, you know, I don't want to have sex. He doesn't get wh- like all of these little things. And right. I was like, wow, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky that I don't have to have those conversations while I'm healing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if anybody can hear my story and I can speak to not just the people going through it, but the caregivers, the caretakers, if there's anything I can offer them so they can better support the ones who are going through it. I was like, then I, then I have to speak up. Right. Like you, okay. I remember the post on Facebook where you were like, surprise, it's cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was like, what? (laughs) What? that yeah that was my reaction and every post you did after that like I you know I was following your journey on Instagram after that it was like you were walking us through the experience and I'm gonna try not to get emotional right now (laughs) um you walked us through what you were going through and I thought wow she's strong you have no idea the strength that you exude you have no idea how you are impacting people that may not have cancer or be a caregiver, but just people who have any form of empathy. <laughs> You're sharing your experience of what you went through with your cancer walk, actually. Um, don't cry, McKinney. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know my- you stop yourself. <laughs> we as women, we got to stop that. So don't cry. No, the emotion. Listen, like, these are I- just emotions, and this is how we are. Watch I used to I used to be so emotional that I would cry for certain commercials. Like I movies, cry for all kinds of commercials. But I'm, the difference now, yeah. I don't shut any of it down, eh? I'll be watching something and before I'd be like, are you crying over the friggin' peanut butter commercial with the two bear? I said, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> It'll be over soon. Look away. I went through a, a period where I tried to talk my I tried to talk myself down from the crime because I'm like seriously do you have to cry for everything is that really necessary but now Fine. I'm I'm Fine. I'm owning it I'm I'm just okay. today was for this for this episode I'm trying not to cry because I'm like I'm trying to make this about you it's not about me right now <laughs> it's about us it's because about we us. met and we have different like I was very inspired by 
your story and your struggle. And I'm sure like something you said to me, you know, while I was, you know, I'm still trying to write the book, right? We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. And I have it in my head that it has to be a certain way. And I get so wrapped up in how it should be that I haven't written it. And Mm -hmm. it gives me anxiety because I'm like, I know it could help so many people. So it's a book. And what you said to me, you know, Monique, the story is about you, but maybe it's not for you. And I never forgot that. Right. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's not for me. I got to get it out there. So many people can help, you know. So it's like it's about all of us. It is. I know it, it I know is. it's about me today because we're on this podcast, but it's about all of us. <laughs> like your story may be about you, but it isn't necessarily only for you. There are so many parts of your story that can help another person. And, you know, that's what I was trying to say before, you know, I started getting emotional is 2019 has been a bit of a struggle for me uh, health wise. And I've had multiple cancer scares in the last year in different parts of my body and having things removed and being treated for different things and I'm just like okay suck it up McKinney like Monique went through this 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 this, and she took it like a champ so that's why I'm like you inspired me you are a warrior in my eyes oh my so, god I didn't know you were going through all of that Jesus. <laughs> you know there, and here, there are some it, things that we share on social media and some things right. we don't and then yeah some like, things we keep private 100% exactly exactly so people have they, this perception that everything is perfect because you're still doing certain things mm-hmm. you know I I may no longer be attending events and doing certain things regularly I'm still consistently putting out podcasts and doing certain things but behind closed doors there are things that I'm battling like my my first scare um, happened about a year and a half ago where they thought I had cervical cancer and I was being tested every month and I had to have laser surgery to have the cells removed and that didn't work. And then because of the regular testing for my cervix, they had to remove my IUD, which irritated my cyst in my uterus, which started to grow and block my my tubes, which dropped my hemoglobin where I couldn't function because I was completely lethargic. And then that they had to, there were some, like it was so many issues within my uterus that we had to do a hysterectomy. So I had to remove my uterus and my cervix. Oh my God. And then after that, yeah. (laughs) And then I had infections after the surgery and it's been infection after infection and then they thought that I may have colon cancer but now it's an infection in my colon like it's just been it's been it's been an interesting so that's why I was like I have to I need you to come on and to share your story because you inspire me and okay now we're having a different conversation listen Linda listen Listen, okay. <laughs> Listen. First of all, first of all, I am so sorry you are going through all of that. That is, that sounds excruciating. And I want you to get that something you said that other people say to me, and I want to just like clarify it a little bit. No matter what I went through, no matter how quote unquote strong I looked, we are all going through what we're going through. And it's just as dramatic for us, whatever the thing is. Just because the word cancer is in there doesn't make it that more, I'm not going to say serious, but that more important. And mm-hmm. there were parts that I didn't share online on the days I wasn't strong. They were sometimes I would cry online. People would get to see that. And I tried to live my best life out loud because that's what mm-hmm. made me happy. And that's what got me through. But there are blog posts that I wrote that the only people who will ever see it are the people who read the book. Because they were too mm-hmm. much. 
they weren't the pieces mm-hmm. I was ready to share. So you don't need to suck anything up. Okay. Because what you're going <laughs> through, all of that uncertainty, the back and forth, the doctors, the infection, like the hysterectomy, like those are big mm-hmm. surgery. That is a big friggin' deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to downplay it just because you didn't have cancer. And that goes for everybody listening. <laughs> You're absolutely right. This is, what I, this is what I'm looking over my glasses. I'm looking at my glasses. I'm like, girl, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, you know, that, that part, well, I mean, now it's on the podcast, but that part, mm-hmm. you know, little, little bits of me having to remove my uterus and stuff like that I have shared like on my Instagram, but I do intend to go deeper into sharing that online. But for me, I find it's easier for me to be able to share and inspire and serve after I've experienced. Because I, I, I think sometimes in the moment, I'm not necessarily looking at it. Uh, how do I say this? I may not necessarily be looking at it from, okay, how can I, I serve? And that's why I'm inspired that you were immediately able to take your experience and, and flip it that way. I find for me, it's usually after the fact where I can go through the details and say, this is what I went through, but here is how I got through it. And here's how it can help you. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. How mine, mine was a literal, ver- mine was a verbal dump. That's what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mindset. And I, and I love it. So that, that's what I want to ask you. Like, how has mindset played a role in it all for you? Oh, mindset was huge. It was, it was the thing that had me, I would say not fall into a deep depression mm-hmm. for sure. Um, our mind is such, it's such a fragile thing, no matter how strong we think we are when you're, you know, locked up in your house for a certain amount of weeks, not seeing light, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not seeing other humans, your brain can totally play tricks on you and have you dealt you making it through the journey. So, you know, I had to do, I was meditating something I wasn't doing enough of before the whole experience, but I couldn't literally, there were days I couldn't do anything else, but meditate, couldn't Mm -hmm. move. I couldn't go anywhere. So I was like, you better sit your ass here. You just deep breathe this out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then keeping a lot of positive vibes around me. So I was very careful who I brought into my circle around when I wasn't feeling my best. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, my husband was one of those people, but he was, he knows, he knows me well enough to know how to operate, which was great. And the, the writing, the blog, it was very therapeutic. It took away that lonely piece, which can happen when you're going through anything. Cause you're like, nobody else gets it. This is just me. I'm here by myself in my house, no hair, no eyebrows, no will to live. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, when I wrote about it and shared it, and had people comment some of it not some of it I didn't want to hear and those people got deleted off of Facebook mm. um or they were like deleted quick I was in my angry place and mm-hmm. um but the other people the good the, the ones who really I would say tried to understand it was really uh it was just really comforting because I didn't feel like I was by myself I had right. all of these people commenting and following and sending me messages and just checking on how I was doing and sending me links for things and connecting me with other cancer uh, warriors. And I met some of the greatest people through these people, strangers, mm-hmm. strangers introducing me to other strangers. Yeah. 
um, who now I speak on panels with and, you know, we can, I can call at any given time and just be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. So the, me the mental game is everything because, you know, our body is our body. I think it's a miracle. I think it can, I believe it can heal itself. It's treated right. Yes. Um, yes agreed. And, and, and it starts, it starts internally. It starts with your brain power. It starts up here. Like you get to decide how this is going to go. I think that people don't understand how powerful the mind is. And then there's a lot of people that, you know, believe that the whole positive mindset stuff is all like hocus pocus and a bunch of fluff. But when you get deep into the, into, you know, the foundation of it and how our mind actually functions and, you know, your subconscious mind and your feelings and how this all affects your body, it's major. I really Huge. wish that people wouldn't be so ignorant to look into the details. Okay. So you don't believe, mm. you know, what so-and-so is saying online, but do your own research, do your own due diligence and, and look further into it because it is essential into the results that we get in life, not just in business, but in health and, and in, in our personal relationships. So my question to you is how has this experience changed how you view life going forward? Yeah. Um, as you were saying that last thing you just said, one thing I would say around the positivity piece is, you know, I just want to stress to people that when we say like be positive and surround yourself with positivity and like get your mind right, it doesn't mean not to feel all the feels. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that people have mistaken being positive with disregarding how you're feeling in the moment. And that was a big, that was a big piece of advice I got from a cancer survivor before mm -hmm. I started treatment. She said, feel everything you're going to feel and don't let anyone tell you different. Mm -hmm. So anger, fear, deny, whatever it is, make sure you acknowledge it. Don't stay there. Don't stay in the dark, deep hole. But if you don't acknowledge them, they're going to show up. And then there's yeah, no way. It's part you of your healing positive. process. Yeah. Exactly. So just yeah. to that point. And then how I deal with things going forward today, it's like, there's just, I just have it that this is going to, I don't know how this is going to come across. It's like, I feel <laughs> now, like, I feel like I can have anything I want. Mm -hmm. I feel like before I had a lot of doubts around what was possible for me. And now I feel like if I can beat that, I can have anything I want. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, if I, and I won't know unless I go try the thing. So yes. regardless if I'm fearful of something, I'm still going to go do the something because the regrets are not going to live over here with Monique. There is right. no room for that at all. So if I think I'm going to regret it, then I'm going to do it. I don't care what I got to do. It's going to happen. And I also find that I'm very sensitive to people who I should say more sensitive to people who are in that place of I can't, it won't work. It won't like any of that cynicism. Mm -hmm. I really try to distance <laughs> myself or yeah. shut that yeah. shit down because yeah. it actually angers me. Yeah. It angers me when they say it. I don't want to be that person because I'm just like, we are who we are. We have our experiences. So, you know, Monique, just give them a blight. They are how they are. But I like, especially with my clients and stuff, it's always like, how do we get what you want? How do we get you what you want? There is no can't. Right. What's, what's the solution? There, what is it? Let's yeah. do it. Yes. You know, so I have, I have a real go, go as much, go and do as whatever I can do as much as I can do for as long as I can do it. That's what's different. So, so what advice would you give a woman that's just discovered she has breast cancer? I would say definitely the feel all the feels is one. Mm -hmm. Like however you're feeling, honor that, acknowledge it, work through it, um, surround yourself with a, a good support system because you're going to need them. 
the one to take you to your doctor's appointments. Don't go anywhere alone. All the women out there listening saying, I can do this by myself. You mm-hmm. can, and you don't have to. It'll make it mm-hmm. a lot easier. I didn't go to one. I went to one doctor's appointment alone, and that was the only one, and it was the worst one. Wow. Because I wasn't with anybody. Right. There's something that happens when there's another human there, you're having a conversation versus watching every other sick person in your chemo clinic, in the in the waiting room, you know, anything the doctor says that they, you know, that they need to catch. So have someone with you, if you can, to come with you to your doctor's appointments. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, plan for your future. You're going to go through something and it's going to be horrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And Mm -hmm. you need to plan as if this is when this is over, you're going to go do the things. Mm -hmm. When this is over, you're going to go live. And this is what my coach said to me when I was like, literally like calling her at like 11 o'clock at night with I'm just like I can't I can't go on she's like Monique I promise you when this is over you're gonna go on to live a juicy delicious life (laughs) and I was like this she's crazy she's got my nerves and she's crazy and I just kept trying to stick keep that in my in my uh in my head all the time like okay juicy delicious life Audrey said I'm gonna have a juicy delicious life what does the juicy delicious life look like for Monique you know And I would just sit there and talk it out and be like, okay, to my husband, Corey, I was like, this is what we're going to do when I'm done this bad boy. We're going here. I started planning our trip to Portugal. He had never been to Europe. We did that as soon as I was cleared. It, the thinking of the future had the make, it made the present not so, not as hard. Cause I know I, I, I you know, I think that's beautiful. The whole um, visual, visualization of things. Cause that's actually one of the practices that we use in mindset coaching is getting you to visualize, mm. visualizing what it is that you actually want. You know, what excites you? Where do you want to live? Where do you want to travel? What kind of car do you want to drive? What do you want yes. your life to look like? So getting people to do that now so that when they're moving in their goals, they actually know what they're working towards because so many people yes. are lost and, and moving all over the place because they're not actually visualizing what it is that they want. They're just living day to day, doing what they're told, you know, being robots, mm-hmm. but we're human beings with feelings and, and dreams and, and visions. Yes. That's what makes us human beings. That's what makes us different from the animals. Exactly. Our exactly. imagination. Yeah. So, I mean, you're a brand strategist, you're a coach, you know, you've been through this traumatic experience, you're a wife, you're doing all of these things. What is Monique's self-care routine? Hmm. <laughs> Monique's so busy going in that 100 miles an hour. She has to check in sometimes. Sometimes, you know, my husband's just like, can you calm down? Can you calm down? Take a, take a Slow breath. Roll. She's like, take a breath. Um, so one thing I like to do, I mean, going to the gym on a regular basis, even I always had it that if I go to the gym and have to be like, I'm doing this vigorous workout where I'm only sweating into my eyeballs. But any form of movement, um, I realized how important it is. Uh, any form. So movement every day is key. Um, The other thing is, I like to check in with my intuition. So one thing I made a a new rule, which is my intuition knows everything, always listen to it. I don't care what it is, because it's never wrong. Mm -hmm. And if we the more we listen to it, the more we'll trust it, right? So I always know when something is off with me. And whenever that happens, I don't ignore it. I just, it's like, okay, Monique, you need to check in. What's off? Right. What have you been eating? Right. What have you been doing? Who have you been speaking to? How are your finances? Because when those things are in alignment, I'm fine. What's right. going on? So my self-care is really around the check-in, I call it. It's like I constantly have to check in. Am I sleeping enough? That's another one. It's like if you keep saying you're tired, when are you going to sit your ass down and go sleep? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that means you have to go to sleep at nine or eight. That means you got to go to sleep. Yeah, you'll have mm-hmm. to miss your shows. It's fine. Um, and then when it gets really bad, writing. Writing is my other my other piece because I know if I put it out, take it out of my head and put it on paper, it's never as bad. I always get clarity that way. So I really yeah. should be writing every day. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm waiting for it to get so bad, but you know, old habits, hard, hard to break. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, okay. Uh, oh, in the vision board. Ooh, I love me a vision board. Mm. I feel like that's self-care because I get to look at it all the time. Like, yes, ooh, I look agree. at my house. Look at my pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look the at my visualize. brand new car. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. So I read this article that says that your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. So (laughs) my (laughs) question to you, Monique, is what what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a flat, a stiletto, a flip-flop, a boot, a sneaker? I will tell you, I will tell you my favorite shoe and everyone who follows me on Instagram when they were, if they followed me to uh, California through the journey, I bought these black suede stilettos with spikes all over them. Mm. These are my shoe. (laughs) I mean, I can only walk in them for a few hours, maybe two hours. They are so sexy and badass. And most of my shoes have spikes on them. Like quite a few of my shoes have spikes. Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So women who, so if you love, if your favorite shoe is like flashy stilettos, you work hard and you have excellent taste. They have this. more, you have more drive and determination and a standout work ethic. This is someone who says yes before she says no. She is very oh! willing and very open to possibilities. She also really loves and values beauty. So she surrounds herself with beauty, whether it be things, people, or how she lives. It doesn't Girl! always have to be expensive, it just needs to be pleasing to the eye. <laughs> this is me in like a nut. Who is this? Who is this? this so is it's actually like, literally. A, it's a it's a Reader's Digest article oh by who's it? Aubrey Alm Alman. Okay, you're gonna have to message me. You're gonna have to send it to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> this is crazy because I literally just did a personality um like behavioral test, a Colby Colby assessment, mm-hmm. and that's like it's very like that's basically what it said about me. Yeah. So I'll always yes figure it out later. I love this. When I saw the article, I was like, oh my God, I need to ask every guest that comes on the show, like what their favorite type of shoe is. Yes. That's like on point. Cause you know, I'm a stiletto girl. So of yeah, course. it's so on point and it's been oh. so far, it's been on point with every single guest. So I think that's awesome. Oh, so I want I you to that. tell everyone where they can stay connected with you online before I ask you the final questions. Absolutely. So you can visit me on my website at Monique Brian, and that's Brian with a Y, dot com. Um, I also go live on Instagram Mondays, 11 a.m. Standard Eastern Time, and I do the Dirty 30, which is 30 minutes of branding tips, and that's Monique Brian underscore co, and um, on Facebook at I am Monique Brian. Perfect. Perfect. So in the detailed description underneath your episode, I will put all of those links to your website and your socials so people can find you and connect with you instantly. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So the final segment, I like to ask some reflection questions. I call it a walk in her stilettos. This is where you just share your inspiration. And for the interest of time, I'll probably just pick two. Uh, Let's see. 
Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Ooh, there's a lot. Only one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who gets this book who loves anybody about visualization, around building out your, your plan for your life, all areas of your life, that's the book. It's amazing. It's a work. It's like there's workbook slash book. So I really love that. Okay. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. That could be money, time, energy. Worthwhile investments I ever made. Um, well, right after I finished radiation, I bought a ticket to the Bliss Project, um, Lori Harder's Bliss Project in California two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It's like a personal development um, conference for women. The three days, two or three days. And when I was there, I got to meet Lori. I was, I'm one of those, you know, I'm all up on people, right? And I said to her, <laughs> next year, I'm going to be speaking from your stage. And she was like, okay, girl, you know, never know, never seen me before. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm meant to do. And three weeks before her event this year, she contacted me and she said, where is your application? And I was oh like, oh my God. Oh. And um, I love it. Like, I, yeah. And she's like, I'd be honored if you spoke on my stage. And I was like, oh, it's, wow. it's, 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 it's. and I did, I got, <laughs> I got, I got to go and I, and the talk is online. It's on YouTube. And, um, it was the best thing I could have done. I would say I could die happy now. Wow. I, wow. It was just a great experience. The audience was great. I felt very supported. I felt in my element. I didn't know how to use the damn clicker button screen thing so I had had the whole thing memorized otherwise I wouldn't know what the hell I was saying and I just felt so at home and I got a standing ovation tears and everything from everyone including myself it was just so amazing it's one of those things that you hear about and you're like man I was in a movie I was like oh girl that's my life now that's my life that's your life your life is so inspiring and thank you Monique for inspiring me and now my audience I think that you're absolutely beautiful inside it out continue doing what it is that you're doing and I don't know I it don't get emotional no (laughs) I just I want (laughs) I want to thank you we'll we'll talk some more offline I just want to thank you for taking the time to join us thank you thank Thank you you. and to all of our guests until next time download the walk in my stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at walkinmystilettos.com i want to hear from you if you have not shared your feedback with us yet leave us a review what did you think about the conversation with monique what gems did she leave you with how did she inspire you and what do you have to add to the conversation please go to itunes now rate the podcast and subscribe and leave your review feel free to screenshot the episode and when you post it on insta tag monique say your insta tagline again girl monique brian underscore co brian with a y there you go and tag me at the real mckinney smith Thank you for your time and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.